We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Uh, we have been in a series of teachings that we're going to wrap up uh, on schedule to wrap up next week. So we're almost to the end. And we've been talking about Jesus, no other name. Say that with me. Say Jesus, Jesus. no other name. And, uh, and so we're going to take that another further. I want to submit to you that you really don't know what happened on the cross. T -t Touch your neighbor and say, you think you know, but you really have no idea. Because if you knew, you'd be living higher than you are now. You'd be living better than you are now. But today, tell somebody next to you, say, but today, we're going to find out what really happened. And you're going to start walking in it. You're going to start living in it. You're going to see your children walking in it. You're going to see. Ah, let's lift our Bibles and make our confession of faith together. Let's say it. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message I'm about to receive. Remain standing. Go to Hebrews chapter 9. Jesus, nor the name. Say, Jesus. No other name. Now, I think it's still a little remnant left in here uh, in terms of the spirit left in here from Friday night. If you're a lady and you weren't here on Friday night, I don't know what to tell you. Hebrews chapter 9, get the CD, I suppose. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. Say, Jesus, no other name. So my supposition to you is that you don't really understand what he did on the cross. And, 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 and I'm going to make my case. Here's, here's the opening, opening statement. Hebrews 9, 11. But Christ came as high priest. Say high priest. high priest. A priest goes to God on behalf of man. So he came as the supreme going to himself on behalf of us. So, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle. He's referring to the tabernacle that would have existed during the times of Torah, the first five books of your Bible. Not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Look at this, verse 12. Not with the blood of goats and calves. Now, look at me, Harvest. Uh, the, the blood of goats and calves was used in the Old Testament or what we would call the Mosaic Covenant as a way to be able to give us access because, watch this, it was not just any goat or calf but it was one without blemish in other words it was one that was perfect so look at verse 12 not with the blood of goats and calves but watch this with his own blood 
he entered the most holy place. Watch this. Once for who? Everybody. Which means I don't care what you've done. I don't care how you've messed up. I don't care what mistakes you've made. The book says he paid for it once. And when he paid for it, he paid for everybody. That, that, that's good news. Because if you ain't lived perfect all your life, that's good to know he paid for you. Anybody in here ever made some mistakes? That's good news. That means he paid for that. Anybody, even after you knew Jesus, you made some mistakes. Uh-huh. I got good news for you. He paid for that too. Anybody make some mistakes this morning? Got good news. He paid for that. What's this? But with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for who? Everybody. Watch what he did. Having obtained eternal, meaning not bound by time. And what did he do? He gave us redemption father i decrease now that you might increase speak to us now customize tailor make this word for us your people that we might move and walk in those things that you have ordained give us a greater revelation of what many think we already know but the reality is it would show so today we're going to shift from just knowing to showing and we declare and we decree that it is so in jesus name would you do me a favor as you take your seats, have five, two, or three people around you, just ask them what really happened on the cross? What really happened? You can be seated. What, what really happened on the cross? In this series, we've been talking about there is no other name by which we can receive favor, healing, life, peace, joy, or hope. And in this series, we're revealing, say revealing, yes. receiving, say receiving, yes. and applying, say applying. The power of that name that is above every name, you know it, shout at 915. Now, now we kicked this series off acquainting ourselves with the love that emanates from his name. And then we learned that Jesus is more than just a name. It is a way of life. And last week we learned that Jesus is more than a name. He is the what? Reward. But this week I want to ask a question. I want to explore why his name is so powerful. Why uh, is the name Muhammad not as powerful as the name Jesus? Why is the name Buddha not as powerful as the name Jesus? Why is the name Gandhi not as powerful as the name Jesus? Well, let me give you some contemporary. Why is the name Trump not as powerful as the name Jesus? Jesus. Why is the name Rockefeller not as powerful as the name Jesus? Well, there's one answer. Somebody say one answer. They didn't pay what he paid. Stop looking at people that have a better, a better quality of life than you do and getting jealous and hating on them. You, may, you didn't pay what they paid. See, you see their glory, but you don't have any clue about the story. You don't know the nights they had to cry. You don't know the betrayal they had to suffer. You don't know the problems they have to deal with. Touch your neighbor say they didn't pay what he paid. So watch this, Philippians 2 and 5, you can flip there or we'll put it on the screens for you. Philippians 2, 5, uh, uh, verses 5 through 9, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Just so we're clear, all that Paul is saying and communicating to us is that Jesus was God in the flesh. Say God in the flesh. God literally said, you know what? They're not going to be able to get this keeping Torah thing. They're not going to be able to be perfect, so I'll just do it myself. I'll step out of eternity into time and put myself in a body, and watch this. I will make myself subjected to the same laws and regulations that I subjected them to, and then I'll keep it because they couldn't keep it, so that if they receive me, it's just as if they kept it. That's all he's saying. Verse 7. But he made himself of no reputation. Taking, a, You know your neighbor's problem is they keep trying to make everybody know I'm this and I'm this and I'm this and I'm that. But Jesus said, I ain't got no problem humbling myself. 
taking on the form of a bond servant. A bond servant is a slave by choice. And coming in the likeness of men. Watch verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. Watch this. To the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God, watch this. Because he died, say he died. Look what happened in verse 9. Therefore, God has also exalted him. Which means, watch this. If you're talking about, I'm just expecting God to take me higher. Well, I need to tell you what's got to happen first. Something got to die. Which means if something just recently died in your life, stop crying about it. That's good news. Because wherever there's a death, that is an announcement that there's getting ready to be some kind of resurrection. You're not hearing what I'm saying. He, he, he touched your neighbor and said, he died. Therefore, well, meaning because he died, God has also exalted him. Watch this. And given him the name which is above every name. It's better than cancer. It's greater than sickness. It's greater than poverty. It's greater than disease. It's greater than relationship problems. It's greater than family problems. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Just your name say that name. Look at verse 10. That at that name of Jesus, every knee, including every atheist knee, every agnostic knee, every knee that tells you you're crazy for serving God, every knee that tells you I wouldn't go to church like that, that knee must bow. Of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. Look at me, Harvest. Look at me. Just say he paid. The great pain he conquered gave him a great name. You want to be great, you're going to have to learn how to handle pain. You can only be as great as your pain threshold. The moment your pain threshold has now been reached, you have reached the capacity of the greatness that is in you. you, you okay, I, I, I got something. Depending on the draw, I may release it in this experience or the next one. We'll see. Well, watch this. His blood. Say his blood which was shed on Calvary is an instrument of redemption. Now to redeem something means to purchase something or to buy something. Say buy it. Uh, matter of fact, over the next few weeks, in fact, uh, in just a few days, some of y'all are going to be up at 530 in the morning. Can't get you up at 530 to go to church. Can't get you up at 530 to go to work. Can't get you up at 530 to do nothing. But ooh, Walmart's going to have some TVs on sale and you're going to be up at 530. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. You're going to set your clothes out on Thursday night. Some of y'all like, what is he talking about? Black Friday. Come on, man. You know what I'm talking about. Black Friday is the one shopping holiday that, that the ladies even pull the men into it because they show them the one sale item that is apropos to them. Oh, honey, you should come. They've got these tools on sale. What's this? It is an instrument of redemption. Say redemption. Which means to purchase. Now check this out. The blood is an instrument of redemption because it is the greatest price that can be paid by any living thing. Literally, the scripture says the life is in the blood. So if the blood is shed, then something has been bought. Something is being paid for. So check this out. That means every place where his blood was shed, he was buying something for us. No, you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. See, we can get y'all this light over here now and y'all let y'all chipping. That's all right. I'm going to cover it up in a minute. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If the blood, according to the scripture we read in Hebrews, is an instrument of redemption, redeemed, to buy, that means every place Jesus' blood was shed, he bought something. It's still quiet. It's too quiet in here. Which means, watch this. Uh, there's no accident about how he died, when he died, or where he let them 
Touch your neighbor and say, it had to happen that way. Now, I got some revelation that last night, just about literally, it shouted me so violently, and shouted is a southern colloquialism, which means it got so good to me. I got up from my home office desk and started walking around my living room. Now, when I'm on the phone, I walk around normally. Anyhow, I just can't sit still. I got to get up and walk around, you know. And so, but last night, I was on the phone with a past friend, and, and, and I was going to, I said, man, listen, this is, and then the Holy Ghost dropped something on me, and I said, God, dog. And I just started sitting there. I just was like in my seat, just like rocking and shaking and shaking and rocking. And then I got up and did like I can't even sit down no more. I got to walk around. And so, so we'll see if y'all hungry for that or not. If not, if not, there's another group of people getting ready to come in that they'll be hungry for. Say every place he shed his blood, he was buying something. So check this out. So in order for you to really know what you have access to, you need to go check the receipts to see what he bought. You ever gone to the store and bought stuff and forgot you bought it so you wouldn't check your receipt and said, now, I thought I got some eggs. Come on, don't look at me with that tone of voice. Touch your neighbor and say, check the receipts. I'm here to tell you God has a problem with you. And his problem with you ain't that you so messed up or jacked up. No, that's not his problem. His problem is I bought all of this for you. And you ain't checked the receipts to see what you're supposed to be living in. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God said, I bought all of this joy and peace and favor for you. And you sitting here living a messed up, jacked up life. But today, I wish I had some violent folk in here. Somebody shout, but today, I'm going to check my receipts to get everything he bought for me. Does not neighbor say, check the receipt? All right, all right. Now, now, now watch this. I, I, I've touched on this before, but I've not really had time to dive in it. So I want to show you every place he shed his blood. Because every place he shed his blood, according to Hebrews, he was doing what? Buying something. Do you, do you understand this? And he bought it with his own blood. Now, depending on the level of hunger in this room, I might not get past the first place he shed his blood. Now watch this. I'm familiar with you. He was circumcised as a child. Okay, Luke 2 and 21. I'm going to help you understand something. Because you actually think it was the cross that bought it for you. All right. Luke 2, 21. You got it? Now, let me, let me leave the scripture there. Let me explain something to you while the scripture is on the screen. As a Hebrew, he had to be circumcised. Hebrew comes from the... Uh, uh, person, Eber, which gives us the Hebrew lineage through Abraham. Say Abraham. You know, Abraham, Genesis 12, I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. Which means you ain't got to worry about getting even. You just keep lasting and God will get them. But now watch this. Watch this. Watch this here now. Uh, as, as Hebrew, part of their covenant was that they would be circumcised as a young man at eight days. Seven was the number of completion. Eight was the number of new beginnings. So check this out. After eight days were completed... For the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, check this out. Why did God have to be circumcised? When they cut the skin, he shed blood. Why, why, watch this. Why did he shed blood? Because for you and I to have access to the Abrahamic covenant, what's that covenant, Bishop? 
God says, I'll bless you. Touch your neighbor and say, God wants you blessed. Okay, so you need, if you want to be cursed and messed up all your life, you should go serve some other God. Because the God we serve says, I'll bless you. Go to Genesis 12, verse 1. I just want you to see it. Go to Genesis 12, verse 1. I just want you to see this, and we may not get past this. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, get away from your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land. I'll show you. I've taught you on this a million times. Abraham's father was dead, so it is not talking about the literal father of Abraham. It is talking about the mentality of his bloodline. Touch your neighbor and say, get away from your messed up bloodline thinking. All right, verse 2. Here it is. Come on, let's go. I will make you a great nation. Touch your neighbor and say, God will make you great. And I will bless you and make your name great. Say, God wants your name to be great. And you shall be a blessing. Uh-huh, which means you didn't come here to get blessed. We're harvesters. We're kingdom folk. We ought to bless him. Which means if we show up at the mall, the mall is blessed. If you show up on 16th Street, 16th, that's your neighbor say, you ought to bless him. But look at verse 3. I will bless those that bless you. And I'm going to curse whoever dares. Whoever would be stupid enough to come against you. I got them. Touch your neighbor and say, God's got them. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken. Now, here's what I want you to see. Say, that was the Abrahamic covenant. It was the covenant of the blessing. What is the blessing, Bishop? It is an empowerment to prosper, to do well, to be made whole. It is literally the Hebrew word shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Now, now so, so watch this. As a Hebrew, he was circumcised because that's what they did as a sign that they were Hebrews and they partook in this covenant. So watch this. When Jesus was circumcised eight days in, he, he shed his blood. Bishop, why? He was giving us access to this same Abrahamic covenant initiated in Genesis 12. All right, there's no hunger, so I, I won't do it, but, but, but. Can I let you in on something? He could have left after that. You missed it. Everything else he does is for formality. Because after the baby shed his blood, he brought us into the covenant. You're not hearing me. If the blood is an instrument of redemption, once the baby shed his blood, you and I who were non-Jews now had access to the same covenant as the Jew, which means he didn't go to Calvary because he had to. He went because he wanted to, but the baby was done eight days in. I, I'll see how much of it I can give you. <laughs> Say he was circumcised. So I want to make sure you get it. Let me talk us through it. You and I didn't have access to this Abrahamic covenant because we weren't ethnically Hebrew or Jewish. So we didn't have access. Such a neighbor said we didn't have access to it. But when the baby who was God shed his blood, he was done. Because his blood had brought us into the covenant eight days into it which means the other 33 and a half or so years of his life were formality
I should say agony. He played more honestly. In other words, while self possessed there, he didn't quit coming to church because hell showed up in his life. He didn't quit worshiping because he had some drama. When drama showed up, that's when he played the hardest. Tell your neighbors that now you need to play harder than ever. So your worship should be turned up all the time. With the agony that's been trying to come against you, I'm shocked how you sit here with this little cute little poison. I don't understand how you do that. Watch this, and being in agony, he played more honestly. Watch this, then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Every place his blood is shed, he's doing what? Buying something. So he bought us into the covenant as a baby. But now, as he's in what is sometimes referred to his passion, if you will, he now sheds drops of blood from his sweat. I Pain. 
class is where all of us and other brains are crushed to what they are. And why feel expensive? Olives, not so much. Let me tell you what's making you valuable. Okay. 
not catching it, right? That's cool, I'll spell it out for you. When Jesus shed his blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was buying us benefits, entitlements. That's why the psalmist said, forget not his benefits. Well, the psalmist said that before his blood was ever shed in Gethsemane, which means, watch this, God will say, watch this, before you even know the benefits you were missing, I had already bought it.
turns around and says, Just so you know, I'm letting you hit me. Cause no man could take his life. He had to offer it up. Now, Bishop, what do you say? Why did they scorch him? Which, which literally means they beat him. Uh, those are also referred to as stripes. First Peter 224. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. You read this next part. By whose stripes you get ready to be healed. And no matter what it said, by whose stripes you Wahoo! This means healing isn't up for debate or discussion as if he wants to. Stop letting, stop letting people tell you what if the Lord wants to feel I can read. And because I can read, it ain't no question of if he wants to, he's already done it. Because when he shed his blood, With my stripes, I'm healing you, so check this out. The word healing in the Greek is the word Iome. Note takers, I-A-O-M-E-I. Justice physically, but check out the other part emotionally. Jesus said, I didn't just die so that your body could be healed. I died so that all of that hell you've been through. All that drama that don't make you trust and all of these issues and all that, you know, all that, all that, all that, 
He said, I died for your emotional healing. Trust your neighbor, say, be healed. the same because the scripture recorded as a hand. Why did he have to shed blood on his hands? Every place he sheds his blood, he's buying something. Deuteronomy 30 and 9 in the Amplified says this, and the Lord God will make you abundantly prosperous in every work of your hand. In the fruit of your body, your cattle, your lamb for good. For the Lord again will delight in prospering you as he took delights in your fathers. And the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in every work of your hand. Every place he sheds his blood, he's buying something. Adam gave up the right to have the work of his hand prosperous. And if you and I didn't keep Torah, we didn't have a right to have the work of our hand be prosperous so what he did was shed his blood from his hand so he could buy back the ability for us to set our hand to something and it prosper prosper there it, normally the word prosper in our old testament is the hebrew word shalom you know that i've told you that a million times but right here in this particular verse it's not that word it's the word yafar yafar means this y- y'all ready for this Whatever we touch should, watch this, excel. Now I'm going to help your neighbor understand just who they really are. The only way I can really measure if something is excelling is if I've ever experienced something failing. You're not hearing me. Which means the real evidence that you're prospering in what you set your hands to is not that everything goes the way you want for it to. It's that sometimes things might fail so that you have something to compare it to so you can watch other things excel. You're not hearing me. Let me tell you the next definition of the word. It means to remain. You're not hearing me, which means he says, and you shall remain with whatever you set your hands to. That is the reason why other people started out this walk with you, but they ain't completed it with you because they couldn't prosper in what they set their hands to. But you're still standing. You're still here. I wish you touch your neighbor and say, I'm still here. The reason you're still here is because you've been excelling because you have the ability to remain, which means when other people threw in the towel, you're still here. When other people... When other people said, I don't trust God no more, you said, but I'm going to trust him one more time. When other, just your neighbor say, I have the ability to remain. Which means the evidence that what you're, what's prospering when you set your hands to it is not that it always succeeds the way you want it to. But it's that, watch this, you're still remaining. 
Touch your neighbor and say, I'm remaining. I'm remaining. <laughs> uh, consider if uh, the colonel, Kentucky Fried Chicken colonel, <laughs> consider if he let those thousands of no's be his end. Check it out. Decades after his death, he remains. Because you can't go to any major city in the world and not see his face. I'm trying to tell somebody, touch your neighbor, say, learn how to remain. Consider if Michael Jordan, when they kicked him off the team, said, well, I guess that's just all it's going to be. But Mikey said, I'm going to go get me some skills. And I bet you they weren't laughing when they put Mikey in the billionaire's club. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Consider if Oprah would have let what they told her that she was too dark and she was too this and she was too that. So now she got her own network. She remained. Just your neighbor say, you better remain. You better get some stick to it in this about you. Baby, you better get your fight back. You. What's this? Number, number six. Number six. They pierced his feet. We've already read about that. Why did they pierce his feet? <laughs> Psalm 37, 23. The steps. Of a good man. Now, a good man there means righteous man. Well, you and I are righteous because Jesus bought it for us. Touch your name and say, you are righteous. Stop talking about I'm just a sinner. No, you're not. You are the righteousness of God. Even when you act in stankalank, you steal the righteousness of God. He bought it for you. Stankalank. Stankitiveness. The steps. Say the steps. What do you take steps with? Your foot. Now, if they'd already had him suspended by his hands, why did they need to secure his feet? He was dying. Did it really matter whether or not his feet were neatly arranged on top of one another? No, you, you don't understand. Why did they need to pierce his feet? Because every place he sheds his blood, he's buying something. So he... Watch this. Once they put him up, he was like, you forgot my feet too. Because I need to go and buy their steps back. Check your neighbor. Say, every little step I take. Every little step I take. All right, check this out. Joshua 1.3. Joshua 1.3. I, I got hurry up. I got, I, got, I, I got no minutes, so I got hurry up. Watch this. Joshua 1.3. Every place, the soul of your what? would have the audacity to walk on. I have given it to you. As I told your daddy in Joshua's case, Moses. Look at me, Harvest. Look at me. Look at me. Wherever we step, he bought it. Wait a minute, though. That's why fear isn't worth it. Because fear, watch this, keeps you paralyzed. Watch this. So you never take any steps. You're not hearing me. So if you never take any steps, he can't buy it. 
Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? And the trip about it is he's telling this to Joshua after Joshua, a spiritual father just died. And he doesn't even give Joshua time to mourn. And he says, let's get to walking. I'm here to tell you when you got the most severe pain, that's the time God says, come on, I got some steps I want you to take. And I know it hurts, but I got some steps I want you to take. What? what? Whenever you are in the most severe of pain, you need to check. Check what, Bishop? You're spiritually pregnant and didn't know it. Okay, whatever. They'll get it into them 15. He tells Joshua, um, let's walk. The most important man to him is dead. And you haven't even given him time to get over it. And while he's in the middle of mourning, God says, come here. Let's take some steps. Right after they betray you, he says, now come here. Let's go Let's take some steps. Right after they walk out, come, come in, let's take some steps. Right after they take the house, come in, let's take some steps. Right after they take the car, let's take some steps. Right after your kids start acting crazy, let's take some steps. Uh, seventh place, they pierced his side. John 19, 34, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And immediately, say immediately, blood and water came out <laughs> internal bleeding is more dangerous than external bleeding because external bleeding you can see exactly how it needs to be treated to stop it internal bleeding watch this you can't see where it's been punctured or pierced so you don't know where to stop it unless you open it up to see it but, but what are you trying to say why didn't they just let him bleed out from the wounds they had already given him? In fact, if you read the narrative, it suggests that this guy, once he, this Roman soldier, once he does this, he's like, oh, my God, why did I do that? It's, it's almost as if it wasn't protocol to do that. So then, so then why then did they have to pierce his side? Because in piercing his side, they hit his heart. And when they hit his heart, watch this, every place he sheds blood. It's way too quiet in this church. Y'all don't speak the King's English in Denver. Watch this. When they pierced his side, he was saying, every issue of your heart. I'm talking to somebody that you're sitting in here with a broken heart. You're sitting in here with a broken heart. I'm talking to somebody that's heart's confused right now. I'm talking to somebody that's got some emotional turmoil and pain going on. And you're sitting here trying to figure out why. You don't do nothing but cry yourself to sleep. Jesus said, I let them piss me in the heart to pay for your heart issues. Every place he sheds his butt, he was buying something. Scripture says, guard your heart above all things, for out of it flow the issues of life. Which means, watch this, your issues come from your heart. Heart in the Hebrew and Greek means mind or the seed of your decision making. But now check this out. Jesus said, I let them pierce me in the side 
Number one, because I needed my blood to be shed internally. So that way it not only covered the heart issues, but it covered every internal thing. But then, but then he said, but then both blood and water came out. Now, last time he had eaten was a little earlier. So now did they accidentally hit the stomach on the way too? No. When the water came out, water is a Hebrew idiom for spirit. He said, you got some spiritual issues. Some of you mad at God. Why would he let this happen? Why would he let this happen? I was talking to a pastor the other day who literally, he, he, he was almost got on a plane to, just, just to, to get to him to help him because he had went through some things that literally it cost their church a tremendous amount. He was on vacation and he was resting, supposed to be resting. He gets a call while he's on international water, supposed to rest, and he got some of the worst news he could have ever gotten. And he called me. So literally the last couple of weeks, last week rather, I've been running this church and running some other churches. Won't he do it though? But watch this. He, he was so hurt behind what happened. He said, I just, I, I'm just hurt, Bishop. I, I'm just hurt. I don't understand how this could happen. Spiritual issues. How could God let this happen? So immediately, blood and water come out. To everybody in here that's got an art with God, he paid for you having an art with him. To everybody in here that thinks he should have done it differently, he paid for that. Touch your neighbor and say, he bought that. To everybody wondering, God, I was faithful to you. How did this happen? He bought that. Because every place he shed his blood, he was purchasing something. Now, I, I, I got to finish. I got to finish. I, I got to finish this. Watch this. Since he already bought it, touch your neighbor and say, take it with you. How do I do that, Bishop? Number one. Here's the practical application of what we just learned. You ready? Communion applies what he bought. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. 24. And when he had given thanks and broken and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took a cup after supper, uh, uh, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. This do, as often as you drink, do it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim or declare the Lord's death till he comes. This is what he's trying to say. Communion, please understand. And depending on where you grew up in the nation and church or not, you may just thought, you know, this is what you do on first Sundays. You know, it's just, you just take communion. You get you some crackers. And you know how you were. If you like me, you wanted a big cracker. And I always got mad because it passed real fast in front of me. I'd be like, I didn't get to select the appropriate cracker. I was trying to get to that other one. Like, I don't want no little cracker. I mean, give me the full, give me the, you know, give me the one that the deacon got lazy on and didn't break all the way. Watch this. Here's what, here's, here, here's, what, here's what you don't understand. When we receive that, we are literally applying what he did. You didn't understand what I just said. It is more than just juice and crackers. Once a bishop blesses it and it's transformed into the blood and body of Jesus Christ, it is now, watch this, proclaiming what he bought. 
In other words, it's looking at the receipt and saying, I got this, 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 I got this. And when I drink, I'm not just drinking because it's a formality. I am drinking to proclaim what he bought for me. So be here Wednesday because we're doing it Wednesday. But now watch this. But, but, so literally the practical application, don't miss the times we receive communion in church. In the South, it's a big deal. Everybody at church at communion Sunday. They could still have a club outfit on and they're going to be no, I need mine deep too. I'm going to need mine. You don't hear what I'm saying? They understood that you don't miss that moment. And in the modern church, we've missed that moment as to something that's weird and spooky, but it's not. Literally, literally, we are applying what he bought. But number two, here it is, and this is what we're getting ready to do. To apply the benefits he purchased, we must testify or confess where that blood has already been shed. If you grew up in church, you heard people say stuff like, let's plead the blood. Plead the blood, child. Plead the blood. The blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. All right. Problem. Problem with that. Problem with that. Is that I don't need him to reshed it. He shed it once for all. Not just all people, but all the things we just read. Which means, watch this. Our confession is not I plead the blood. Our confession is I receive where it's been pled. So let me show you this in practical application, and then we're getting ready to do it. Revelation 12, 11 says this, and they overcame him. Who's him? The enemy. By the what? Blood. Now, he is not shedding it again. He's not going back on that tree. He did it once, and when he did it, it was good. But watch this. This mathematical equation tells us that both parts are dependent upon one another. I can't have the first part without the second part because the word and is used. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, testimony here, watch this. It literally means to testify or confess. And we often use this to talk about the testimony, the things you've been through and tell your story, all that. And that's true. That's one level of truth to it. But there's another level. So there's another level. This word literally translates to mean by the words of their covenant. Bishop, what is that? What is it you speaketh of it? What I must do whenever something's acting up contrary to what he bought is I go back to my receipt book and I say, wait, let me, let me give it to you like this. You, you'll get this. You, you, ever, you ever had something cut off that you paid for? Come on, you can leave your bourgeois spirit outside. Because we drove by the other day and them lights was off and it was not sleep time. I'm <laughs> just being funny. Just being funny. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You bought something and it got cut off or taken or, or something like that. And, and you're like, oh, no. I paid for that. And when you get on the phone, you don't even go talking nice Christian rhymes and praise the Lord, bless the Lord. You're like, look, I need the supervisor. Ma'am, what's the problem? Sir, what's the problem? Look, I paid y'all last week, and I came home, and y'all got, no, it's the problem. Somebody finna come, no, somebody gonna come tonight. Somebody finna come tonight and get this handled. I, no, I'm not the one. Woo, I'm not the one. That's how Jesus wants you to get about your life. He wants you to say, wait a minute. He already paid for this. I'm not tolerating this. I'm not the one. High five your neighbor. 
one, not the one, not the one. When sickness shows up, I'm not the one. When disease shows up, I'm not the one. When poverty shows up, I'm not the one. Why? He paid for it. So everybody get on your feet. We're going to apply what he paid for. I said we get ready to apply what he paid for. I said we get ready to apply what he paid for. He was circumcised, which means he bought us into the covenant. Lay your hands on yourself. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.